Hello, welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. I invite you to stop, breathe, and mindfully explore ways to better understand and manage the daily struggles of motherhood. I'm your host, Maggie Metz. Today we're going to practice a positive self-visualization and talk about identity in motherhood. I invite you now to practice with me a mindfulness technique, positive self-visualization. If you are able, Find a comfortable seated position. Roll your shoulders up, back, and down away from your ears. Close your eyes. Begin taking deep cycles of breath, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose. Try to maintain these deep cycles of breath throughout the exercise. Now bring to mind an image of your ideal self, a version of self that represents positive characteristics you deeply desire to embody. For example, strength, compassion, contentment, confidence, grace, whatever characteristic it is that you most desire to possess. That when others would think of you, this particular characteristic would instantly come to their mind. As you sit with this image, notice details about your demeanor such as posture and facial expression. Are you standing or seated? Straight-faced or smiling? What might your body language be communicating about your image of self? Take a moment to notice your surroundings. Where are you? Does the environment you find yourself in help to identify any more details about who you are and what you are capable of? Is there anyone else with you? If so, notice how they are postured toward you. Notice their facial expressions. How do they see you? Continue deep breathing, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose as you start to bring awareness back to your body. 
Notice how you feel seated in an upright position, the same position in which you started this exercise. Notice places where tension still resides, as well as places where tension might have been released. Gently and without any judgment at all, Compare how you feel now to how you felt at the beginning of the practice. Hopefully, after practicing this mindfulness exercise, you notice you are feeling more relaxed, centered, and confident. That you have embodied more of the positive characteristics of your ideal self. Feel free to pause here and mindfully observe this version of self for as long as you'd like. But when you're ready to move on, take one more deep cleansing breath and gently open your eyes to a soft gaze. Positive self-reflections can be so helpful for those of us that tend to struggle with negative self-talk and negative self-image. It is a healthy way of attributing positive characteristics to self so that those desires to be strong, compassionate, content, confident, or graceful become a reality. And you can actually picture yourself exemplifying those very qualities. It feels real because it is real. It's just a matter of consistently practicing acknowledgement of those particular aspects of self that are already there deep down inside of you. Today we have a special guest, my friend Margaret Sanford, with us to talk about identity in motherhood. She is a mother of two sweet boys and wife to a soccer coach turned stay-at-home dad who has now returned back to coaching. Margaret is a graphic designer for a calligraphy and paper goods company called Paperfinger. Her favorite food is a good sourdough slathered in butter with a New England IPA to wash it down, but her number one beverage of choice will always be coffee. In her spare time, Margaret has recently taken up walking as a way to clear her head, and also because it's easier on her knees than running. She loves occupying her brain with interior and home design, taking on home renovations, and flawlessly implementing them in order to maximize beauty in her home. You should definitely follow her on Instagram at HeyMargaretMary for all of the home decor inspiration. 
I am so excited to introduce you to this dear friend of mine because she is one of the most beautiful souls I have ever met. I think the world of her and I know you will too. So without further ado, Margaret, welcome to the Mindful Motherhood Podcast. Thank you, Maggie. I'm already crying uh, after that intro. So this and well, I'm I'm hopeful it's good tears. Like <laughs> good tears. I don't want to be making you cry, sad tears. But no, no, you're so sweet. I'm so happy to be here and talking to you um, today about identity. I think it's such an important topic for us as moms. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I'm so excited to have you and to talk about kind of the process of finding your identity as a mother. So why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about your motherhood journey? Sure. So my husband and I had been married for five years and lived in like multiple parts of the country away from our families by the time I got pregnant with our first. So we were like our own little team at that point, like really embracing. We we're in California at that time, like embracing that life yeah. <laughs> it was, um, we were totally shocked to find out that I was pregnant, but it was, we were thrilled. Like the timing seemed, seemed good. So we were ready to jump in, but I don't think I realized at that time how much life was about to change very quickly for us all at once. So we moved to Indiana where I met you mm-hmm. um, and where, but where I'd never set foot in my life. This was a brand new place. We were having our first child. We were buying our first house. My husband, Luke was getting into his first head coaching gig, which, you know, this was the goal for a long time. So he was, he really wanted to excel, obviously. Yeah. Like with that, I don't think we quite understood how like our commitments, our time commitments were going to change Mm -hmm. specifically like our time with each other that was going to change so severely. And um, we're, you know, going from sort of all this time spent together doing whatever, you know, pre-kids. And I was going straight into being a full-time mom, you know, as my as my husband's in this new job where it's kind of taking him away a lot more than I was used to. I certainly, like, I didn't know how to maintain my identity through it all in those early years. Mm-hmm. I resonate with that. And I feel like that's something I've not really talked about with very many people, yet it's just such a persistent and pervasive thing for so many of us as moms. So I feel like this is already so good and so important, um, just such an important conversation to have. So I guess moving on to, you know, any advice that you might have as to how we can intentionally make space to find an identity as we walk through the journey of motherhood. And then how we can preserve what we found to be the most sacred parts of ourselves, kind of pre-motherhood, as we then evolve into new versions of ourselves as mothers. Mm -hmm. For me, the most important thing, the most important part of what you just said is evolve, because we are always evolving and changing just as people especially as mothers, you know, we were not, we're not the same as we were 
five, 10 years ago before we had kids. Right. It's something that we have trouble accepting, I think, or we don't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. We, we change and grow as people in our relationships, in our marriage. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that Luke looks at me sometimes like, this is not the girl that I married, you know, <laughs> especially as we become moms. And like, there are times when we're literally a shell of ourselves. but for him to accept me and affirm me as I am, mm-hmm. that has, that is huge. Mm-hmm. And that, that is something that I think as moms, we all need mm-hmm. as we evolve these outside voices who are, who are speaking into us like who we are, um, who we're becoming and just affirming that in us. But yeah, I think we need to be, we need to be so accepting of ourselves as we evolve. Identity might be fluid. It might, our, our identities might be changing and and dynamic as the days go on. And, Mm -hmm. and we have to figure out a way to just accept that as we parent our, our kids. Yeah. I really love what you said you know, finding those people who can affirm who you were, can affirm who you are, and can affirm who you're becoming all at the same time. Like, for me, also, Micah has been a prime example of that in Mm -hmm. my life, but you and several other friends that I have and family members are able to recognize the beauty of who I was the beauty of who I currently am, and also the beauty of this kind of transformation to who I'm becoming. Because at any one point in time, kind of from a holistic view, we can embody who we were, like before we were moms, like that, the person that we were and our tendencies and our characteristics. And then also the characteristics that we have now that is part of who we are. But then I somehow sense that who I'm becoming, I already am to an extent, because it's really just, at least in the near future, maybe in the next two to three years, I'm developing in areas that are going to be more developed. So I don't know, let's say, positive sense of self and self-worth and recognizing those things. Like I'm kind of scratching at the surface of those things that I will be fully embodying in maybe two to three years. And so that is such a beautiful thing. Just people who can see and accept who you were, who you are and who you're going to be all in one fell swoop is, that is it. Like those are the people and and when they can embrace you along that journey and and through the transformation, which is sometimes painful, <laughs> just yeah, becoming a new creation is is never easy. And I I love that. I I feel like those are your people, like the people that can can be that with you and love you through that. Actually, the image that I am going to use for kind of a thumbnail for this episode is a butterfly and so beautiful that as mothers, like maybe we were this caterpillar and we were just kind of inching along, but then, you know, I don't know, maybe the chrysalis phase is like when we're pregnant and we're like carrying this baby (laughs) in our womb for nine months or adopting a child or however you fell into motherhood that as you grow 
through the journey of motherhood, you become a beautiful butterfly. And the transformative journey, that visual of like literally transforming, because I may look similar to how I looked before I had kids. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. But I inside I have transformed and I can sense how different, how enriched I've been by, you know, the last four and a half years since I became a mom. Right. Yes. Like you look back on your pre-kid self and you kind of think, you know, I was a different person. So many parts of you feel unrecognizable. And I think you can accept and welcome that, you know, those new parts without throwing in the towel completely on your pre-kid self. Yeah. That leads perfectly into my next question. So what would you say is the most important part of preserving an identity that is more holistic than just being a mama? This, I think this is such an important reflection because even though this this might be a little bit at odds with what I was saying earlier about how we're always growing and changing, there are times when we're like, we just, we sort of forget that motherhood at its core is just an extension of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We, we treat it like it's our whole self. And, and rightfully, you know, at the beginning, it consumes us completely. Right. Yeah. There's really no way, no way around that. And actually, you and I were talking about this the other day, when you have really little kids, it's kind of hard. Um, maybe it's impossible to think about your identity or retain it to an extent because you're literally just in survival mode. Right. Like I need to just make it through this day, keep these kids alive. And it's really hard to make that space and time for yourself. For me, it just really wasn't realistic. I'm not, I, the last thing that I want to do is, is kind of make your listeners who are in those years feel a, a sense of dread. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, this is where I am. You know, it's, I'm never going to know who I, who I am again. Like, no, I want, I want them to feel actually a sense of relief that they don't, that's not important at this moment. I think it's just, it's, it's important. It's important not to like try to do too much. Do mm-hmm. too, like, it's, it's comparison. Obviously that's a huge one too. Yeah. It, it's so silly, the things that we do sometimes to compare ourselves to other moms who actually have a completely different personality than us. It's funny how our inclination is to look at, at our friends who are doing things well and be like, oh, I, I mean, I think I have to do that. Like, I think right. I need homeschooling my kids. Yeah. I think even though like the one thing when I was growing up that I never wanted to be was a teacher, I still see, you know, people around me and I'm like, I think I need to do that, right? <laughs> Yes. It's just for me who I'm like, my personality is more like spontaneous. And we say spontaneous, like it's something to um, aspire to. Let me just tell you, it's as a mom, it is not always something that you want to aspire to. It could be like Wednesday, you know, we have no food in the fridge. I'm just like, oh crap, I don't know what I'm going to make for dinner. My kids are going to be in front of the TV for you know, three and a half hours this morning while I try to get our stuff together. Like it's spontaneity, you know, that's, that's part of myself that I have to reconcile as a mom. It doesn't really like, it doesn't serve us always, but there's other things that I'm going to excel at, you know, that people in my life might not be so, you know, let's take spontaneity again. Like I'm, I, I think of myself as a kind of fun mom. Like we can kind of drop whatever 
and, you know, do something fun any day because yeah. I'm, that's just, that's kind of what I'm feeling. My kids are, they might not know what it's like to be on a strict schedule, but they are flexible. You know, yeah. it's there's, that is me embracing who I am holistically as a person and extending it to motherhood. Yeah. Kind of sounds like channeling it into your motherhood. And I love that because that's going to be what's natural. Like if we were trying to squeeze ourselves into a circle shaped peg of what our friend is doing because of how amazing she is at that, it wouldn't be fitting and it wouldn't work for our family because, you know, preserving the identity of who you are. And then I feel like you're kind of saying channeling that into who you are as a mother Mm -hmm. is what's going to work best for you and your family. Right, exactly. And this, this applies to the conversation about self-care as moms, you know, something that works for me that actually like serves me and fills my cup as a mom, that's not going to necessarily apply to you. Right. I have got sort of gotten into the habit of maybe every twice a year, maybe just going away for one overnight and just literally being alone and not having to bounce my ideas off of someone. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, I just need like to be independent for a sec. Yeah, that's your thing. And so my next question was, what are some practical things that have been helpful for you in establishing your identity as you've traversed through the journey of motherhood? And that is something specifically that's been helpful for you, which is so great. Right. I'm wondering if there are any other practical things that might, you, you know, that might be a little more general that could potentially apply to other moms. Mm-hmm. So my number one thing is to just try not to let the guilt seep in whatever it is that you choose. You know, mm. sometimes my kids go to my in-laws. I've got an afternoon and I end up doing the most random thing that is just like not even seeming helpful for anything. You know, it's like, am I doing like, am I really like helping myself? Am I re- doing anything around the house? I mean, no, it's, right. it's, but it's what my body needs at that moment. Right. Just don't, don't feel guilty. Just mm-hmm. let it, let it happen. And don't feel guilty. You do a lot. Like you really do a lot. And so I, I feel like I've tried to resist a lot of guilt in the last few years, just knowing that whatever my body kind of is needing at that time, you know what? I do a lot. So I get this. (laughs) That is so good. I feel like that is such a kind release for you to offer in that spare hour that we somehow magically get in the day, you know, maybe my husband says he's going to take the kids for a walk or, or whatever it is to kind of do what feels necessary mm-hmm. and what feels restorative. Yeah. Because yeah. It's probably not going to be the thing you wish that, that it would be. I mean, I wish it was tackling all the laundry and dishes, but it's likely going to be watching This Is Us or drinking an afternoon cup of coffee mm-hmm. or whatever right. it is that 
feels the most restorative in that moment mm-hmm. and to not guilt yourself over that. Yeah. Is- yeah. And don't even put any pressure on the outcome. You know, I, that's something that I face sometimes when I have time for myself, I'm just like, but I have to feel great after this. I have to feel accomplished after this I have to feel at least like really freaking relaxed after this or this is a total waste but but no I yeah and I think another thing that we could do better a lot of times is to ask for that time and you know this could be like this is a gift to ourselves this is also could be a gift for our partners to just Mm -hmm. see us there was a quote from um, one of my favorite authors. Her name is Nora McInerney. And she told this story on Instagram the other day of her husband getting an electronic drum set for Christmas. (laughs) And she's like, he's a drummer. You know, he has always wanted, he hasn't been drumming because there's nowhere in the house to put one or like it's too loud. And so finally they like cleared out a guest closet, got him an electric kit that he can play, you know, with headphones on. And she said, never underestimate the power of watching someone you love do something they love. Wow. Protect the time and space for them to do it. I thought that was so important. Like that could go both ways. Obviously across a marriage, it is so powerful to Mm -hmm. see that in your, in your spouse, like to see them doing something that they love and are passionate about. It's so profound. And that's something that, that we both deserve, you know, when I'm looking at Luke and it's just like, I want him to have this fulfillment. Like we, we both deserve that. So that's a gift that we can give to each other to protect that time and space for Mm -hmm. us to kind of do something, anything that we love. Um, So yeah, I, that's, that's something that, that I've been trying to be better at. So yeah, I think practical things recognize that who I am foundationally plays into what gives me life as I'm mothering. Don't compare myself to others and don't expect that what works for them in in motherhood is going to work for me. And then I want to talk about this exercise that I did because it was so helpful for me and so like unexpectedly emotional as I was getting ready for this interview, I sent out a text to like 10 or 15 people and just asked them what, what are some strengths that they see in me as a person and as a mother? It was the responses that I got were so emotional for like for me to read what how people see me Mm -hmm. we tend to just get so tunnel visioned as moms and we just we're in the day we're giving we're keeping our kids alive (laughs) we're just doing so much and we um it is so easy to forget who we are yeah and so it was it was just amazing to see that the the things that people saw in me are the things that i hope to be yes i feel like something you were saying not in so many words was that when we are just pushing through the day and kind of the tunnel vision that we can get i i sense that kind of what what becomes an issue there is that we begin to diminish ourselves Mm -hmm. and not that it's a conscious thing at least for me I think it's very unconscious that I that I do that you know I just 
push through what the next thing is to do. And it's at my own expense. Right. It's at the expense of kind of my identity that I am choosing to neglect myself in order to pursue everybody else's needs. And I then end up getting lost in what everybody else needs and and diminishing myself because everything else is a higher priority. Right. And I think that is a great exercise. It's just a reminder of the true things about ourselves that we can tend to neglect. And then we become diminished because we aren't reminded and, and we aren't reminding ourselves. So to intentionally reach out for that encouragement and for that reminder is beautiful. And I'm, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah. it's So I'm going to give them the transcript because it could be as easy as just saying, Hey, I'm doing an exercise And I wondered if you could tell me the first thing that comes to your mind that you feel describe my strengths, number one, the person, and number two, as a mother, don't overthink it. So then people have like this, you know, permission to just say whatever comes naturally. Um, So yeah, it, that was like, we tell ourselves so many stories about ourselves that aren't true. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes like you know why should I have the last say in this I'm sleep deprived like <laughs> we can listen to these outside voices of people who care about us and we can trust them so I hope that that'll be as helpful as for someone else as it was for me but Maggie I have some for you that I wrote the first thing that came to mind when I thought about you as a person was that you are a teacher and a leader on your good days and on your bad days you are able to like seize these teachable moments Mm. and then you learn from them, but then you also turn them outward so that your circle can learn from them too. That's a gift that you give to anybody who's close to you. And I've learned so much from you. And as a mom, you are relentless. (laughs) You won't stop fighting for the people you love. You won't stop giving to the people you love and anyone who knows you knows that they can trust you. And that's something that your kids will always feel. Oh, thanks, Margaret. Welcome. Thank you. And I don't know if I completely agree. (laughs) I don't know if I'm that good, but (laughs) that way is, is definitely an encouragement to my heart. Yeah. Well, it's cool. Like, it's just cool to see people kind of affirming the same things as you do this exercise and then can't argue. Let's just like keep going on this journey of self exploration and discovery without any judgment of where we've been or where we're going and just know that it's a process and, and it's a process that's going to be made so much more gratifying if we have people around us who are able to affirm those things that they see in us. Yes, that is so beautiful. I love that. I love the exercise. I'm going to put it in my episode notes. That way everybody can can have access to that. Margaret, thank you so much for chatting with me today and for sharing a little piece of your motherhood journey with us. You're welcome, Maggie. It was so great to talk to you and I love you and I'm so grateful for you. I love you too. Thanks.
Thank you for listening and for taking the time to pause and turn inward today. It is so important to remember to take care of yourself in the midst of caring for everyone else. A special thanks to my friend Margaret for being willing to share with us about the challenges of finding your identity as a mama. To learn more about her, you can find her on Instagram at HeyMargaretMary. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you'll never miss a single mindful moment. Until next time, be mindful, Mama. Mama.